Bruins fans, I know it feels like it's been 84 years, but the black and gold are back in action tonight in San Jose, and I'm bringing you everything you need to know before buck drop at 10.30 p.m. Eastern here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The official sportsbook of Locked On make every moment more right now. New customers can get $5, bet $5, and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Feels like forever since the Bruins last played. It was just on Saturday. They're on the West Coast, beginning a four-game road trip tonight in San Jose. We're going to preview the game, everything you need to know about the Sharks, who to watch on each team. And we're also going to touch on Taylor Hall's comments yesterday via Daily Faceoff in terms of how he felt after being traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Quick reminder, you can find the pod on social media at Bruins. You can find me. My hockey thoughts and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, Boston Bruins, San Jose Sharks, and it's a very winnable game for the Boston Bruins. San Jose, probably destined for a top five draft pick, if not first overall, because they're not very good. They lost their best player. Well, they traded away their best player in Eric Carlson, uh, some young guys. And so far, they are off to a start of 0-2-1. Now, Mackenzie Blackwood, should he get the start, which I believe he will, he put in a very stellar performance early on the season against the Colorado Avalanche, making. 51 saves in uh, a decision where he posted a 981 save percentage. So he's definitely a guy who could steal a game, but will likely be Linus Allmark in net, who's been pretty good himself. 1-0-0, 952 save percentage, only allowed one goal against the Chicago Blackhawks in the opener. The Bruins right now have a 10th-ranked power play, clicking at 25%. First-ranked penalty kill, yet to allow a power play goal. The uh, Sharks, only a 16.7% power play success rate so far. And, of course, the loss of Eric Carlson will not help there at all. Uh, They've only scored 1.67 goals per game. They're allowing 3.67 goals per game. 
And the Bruins, on the other hand, have scored three goals per game, allowing 1.5. So, again, a very winnable game. The only thing that might be to Boston's detriment is the long road trip, time change, etc. But on paper, this is a game that the Bruins should win. We'll talk more coming up about Bruins to watch and some of the black and gold storylines coming into this game. But uh, when it comes to the Sharks, they are led in scoring by Thomas Hurdle. Three assists so far in three games. Their leading goal scorer is Philip Zadina. You may remember him from the Detroit Red Wings. A high draft pick a few years ago. Didn't quite work out. Sixth overall in 2018. Uh, didn't work out in Detroit. He signed this past offseason with San Jose. He's betting on himself. And so far, so good. He's got two goals in three games. They've got some other young guys in the mix. Thomas Bordalo, uh, Frederick Zetterlund. Sorry, not Frederick. What's his name? Uh, Fabian Zetterlund. We also have William Eklund. Uh, Anthony Duclair's there. Now you may have forgotten that. Uh, so there's still some guys who can put the puck in the net. But defensively, not a great top six at all. And uh, again, they're very, very beatable. So I would expect our Boston Bruins to come out tonight and really put it to the San Jose Sharks and come out with the victory. The Bruins, one of uh, a few still undefeated teams. And as they begin this road trip, this is a game that quite simply... You know, you look around the Atlantic Division, there's other teams off to hot starts. The Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa Senators, both won last night. Um, the Maple Leafs up there as well, of course. So if things continue to the, the way they have started, it's going to be a very competitive Atlantic Division, and the Bruins can't afford to drop games to the likes of the San Jose Sharks uh, if they want to remain in the mix over the course of the regular season. This is a game. I'm not saying it's a must win. It's not, I'm not saying you have to win it, but on paper, it's one they should win. And if they don't, um, an opportunity missed there to keep pace with some of these early Atlantic division front runners. All right, coming up, we're going to discuss the Bruins line changes that stuck in practice on Wednesday and who to keep an eye on here in tonight's game. We'll get to that here after the break. Get into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action this NFL season. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Thanks so much again for joining me here on Locked On Boston Bruins, your team every day. And on tomorrow's episode, we'll, of course, recap the game against the Sharks 
and tee up this weekend's action with a couple games on the schedule. Now, when it comes to the Boston Bruins, a new look in terms of the lines for tonight's game will be on tap as Morgan Geeky will be skating with Matt Potra and Brad Marchand. And Geeky, in particular, is a player to watch. We've seen what Potra has been able to bring to the table, and I think it will be definitely interesting to see how he hangs in a top six environment, in top six deployment. Um, The home team will get a chance to match up against whoever the Bruins put out there. And having Geeky up there as well, you know, part of the reason that he came to Boston, a big part of the reason was that Don Sweeney told him that he'd have a bigger role. And this is it. It doesn't get much bigger than playing on a line with uh, Brad Marchand. Well, maybe with David Pasternak, but you know what I mean. Uh, Geeky said there's a lot of things to be excited about. Marshy's a heck of a player and has shown what he can do for a long time. Going to go out there and try to make space for him. Potsy's shown he can make plays and contribute up and down the ice. I'm going to go out there and try to make space for both guys and try to make plays where I can, end quote. Now, Geeky has spent a lot of training camp and the first couple regular season games playing with Patra and with Frederick on the left wing. And he's had a good look at... Patra's poise. He's a young kid coming in. A little bit of nerves, but you don't see that really with Patra. He's a great player, a great asset to the team, Geeky said, and he has a lot of fun playing with him. And Montgomery has been pleased with the pair thus far, saying that the speed and creativity has been evident when they're together. They're going harder than net. And he's seeing them do that. And that's key. Um, when it comes to Geeky in particular, Montgomery has seen a player that is always helping build a team game each night. He wins races to the net, stays there, takes a lot of punishment. He's someone that the Bruins expect will really help with net front battles, net front presence, five on five, and even on the power play at some times. So I'm really looking at those two guys in particular to see how they play together, how they continue to play together and how they get Brad Marchand more involved as well. Geeky of course is a natural centerman, but he's a valuable asset to have alongside Patra as the youngster continues to get used to the rigors of the NHL. He's an extra guy out there that can take face-offs and I mean, right now, the Bruins have a bunch of guys who can play center. You have Beecher, Frederick can play center, Geeky, Patra, Zaka, Coyle. So it all really helps. And that line, coupled with um, the new look top line, what do you call it, top line of DeBrusque, Zaka, Pasternak, um, hopefully they can get some scoring going here uh, five on five. Now, Big DeBrusque, I think, is the third player for me that I'm going to be keeping an eye on in this game. Uh, he's been held off the score sheet so far. There's bigger expectations on him because of his 
semi breakout last year. It wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't popping 40 goals, but if he had been healthy, he would have gotten 30 for sure. Right now, uh, he has yet to find the back of the net and has yet to record a point, to be uh, to be honest. So really looking for Jake DeBrusque to, to make an impact tonight. He does sit second on the team, tied for second with five shots, level with Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky. So as long as he keeps getting the puck on net, at some point, sooner than later, it's going to go in. And if he, back on his natural left side, can get it going with Zaka and Pasternak, that could be a, a really fun line to watch. And I'd like to see them uh, succeed here tonight. Now, Coyle, back at his third line center role, where he's really excelled in the past, playing with Trent Frederick, James Van Riemsdyk, a, a pretty heavy line there. Uh, will they have enough speed to hang with some of San Jose's youngsters? Um, we'll have to wait and see. Fourth line remains intact. Lucic, Beecher, and Lauko, although Jim Montgomery did say that while they're on the road, he's going to try to get Ian Mitchell and Patrick Brown into game action. They've only played two games but as the schedule becomes more condensed, they're going to have to move people in and out of the lineup. Um, and that's without Danton Heinen in the mix, who has yet to formally be signed, but I believe he is with the Bruins on this trip uh, as he was skating as an extra on Wednesday. Overall, um, Jim Montgomery said he wasn't really thrilled with Boston's start to Wednesday's practice. But they did spend the day before traveling across the country, so it was a bit expected, but still. Um, after the first seven minutes or so, the pace picked up. They started to have intensity, and that's what they're going to require to have any type of success tonight against the Sharks. Uh, it's probably a good thing that they're getting on the road Montgomery believes there's been a lot of centennial festivities, a lot of ceremony, and it gives the guys a chance to bond, get some time together, have dinner together, play cards on the plane. They're creating memories, and um, it's a good opportunity, Geeky said, as a new guy coming in to really get to know the team away from the rink. Again, you go to dinner, you see them at the hotel, on the plane. It's good for someone like him to see who they are off the ice. He's happy to be part of it and lucky to be a member of the black and gold and just keep learning and getting to know everybody. So that could really serve the Bruins well here um, as they get going. Um, it's been a long stretch between games, big road trip here, and a lot of winnable games on the schedule here uh, between San Jose, Anaheim. The Kings may be a bit tough. Uh, and then another game against Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. And speaking of the Blackhawks, Taylor Hall had a interview with Daily Faceoff, and he had some interesting things to say about being traded. And uh, we'll go through that here coming up in a moment. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit 
that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medication based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their offerings. And in those recent efforts, they have added Invermectin as an option as well. Now, go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. Let's end today's podcast by discussing Taylor Hall, who had an interview uh, the other day with Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff, talking about playing with Connor Bedard, but also the trade from Boston to Chicago this past summer. Uh, Saravelli wrote, Hall is playing for his fifth team in five seasons, but feels at home in Chicago, saying it's the most comfortable he's felt on any team he's joined. In the past, getting traded, especially for nothing in return as the Bruins dumped his salary. Well, that's not entirely true. They have their seventh defenseman, Ian Mitchell. Uh, might have eaten Hall up the way it did when Peter Chiarelli moved him to the Devils in exchange for Adam Larson. Hall said, quote, I didn't take the trade as hard as I would have in 2016. I would have loved to have stayed in Boston. I had a lot of time to digest this trade. I wanted a bigger role than I had last year in Boston, and I wasn't going to get that. It took me a couple days after the trade to see that. It's not all negative, so I tried to look at that and dig into that, end quote. Now, that's not necessarily true. I don't think that he wouldn't have had a bigger role. Um, it was more the cap hit than no room for him on the roster. To begin the season, the Bruins had James Van Riemsdyk playing with Pavel Zaka and David Pasternak, and that is a top six left-wing spot that is ripe for a guy like Taylor Hall. The reason he had a diminished role last year was because they were just so deep up front. He was playing on a third line. I talked on the podcast that it was possible the Bruins had the best third line in the NHL with Hall, Coyle, and Tyler Bertuzzi on there at the time. Now in Chicago, he can play top-line minutes, power play, uh, again, he wasn't used much on the power play last season. Uh, Nick Felino was getting a lot of power play time. They had so many weapons at their disposal last year with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci in the mix, uh, adding Tyler Bertuzzi, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Jake DeBrusque, and so on and so forth. Um, Cerevelli added it was a no-brainer for the Blackhawks, who traded or restricted free agents Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula, who they had no plans on resigning to Boston for Hall and the rights to Nick Foligno. Hall was a luxury the Bruins could not afford. The Bruins had to pay the piper for Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci's bonus late-in contracts, plus make room for Jeremy Swayman's new deal and fill out the roster. And that's part of it too. Boston, $4.5 million against the cap towards bonuses for Bergeron and Krejci. Uh, David Pasternak's new contract kicked in. 
Jeremy Swayman got a raise. It was simply a cap dump. And it's unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen Taylor Hall remain in Boston for the duration of the contract that he signed with the Bruins. Um, in a perfect world, he won a Stanley Cup and then was traded. That, of course, did not happen. Um, and he was dumped to the Chicago Blackhawks. I feel bad for the guy, uh, but he seems to be happy in Chicago. Uh, he's playing with Connor Bedard. They're an up-and-coming squad, probably not a playoff team for a few years, so we'll see whether or not he uh, sticks around after his contract is up. And as a reminder, he has, I believe, two seasons left on his deal at a salary cap hit of $6 million. He'll be 33 when his deal expires. Almost 34. So, yeah, probably one deal left in in him. And uh, if he's able to succeed alongside Bedard, that will certainly help his his prospects as a potential free agent in a couple years. Who knows? Maybe a return to Boston could be in his cards. Anyways, that's it for today's uh, podcast, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. Looking forward to seeing how the Bruins perform in San Jose. We'll be back tomorrow to recap that game and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.